0: Hey, everybody. So we went super long with this salary cap draft. Surprise, surprise. One day I'll get my timing down. But because of this, we decided to make it into a two-part podcast. No worries. By the time you finish listening to this first part, the second one will already be in your feed. Thanks for listening and enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. I drive center
2: field. Hit the wall
1: is magnificent. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy
2: becomes reality.
3: Now here's Frank, Scott, Chris, and Adam.
2: Who's
0: ready for a live Roto salary cap trap? Welcome into Fantasy Baseball today. Frank Sample joined by Scott White and Chris Towers. Depending on when you are listening or watching this, Happy Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, 316. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all that are out there. Live, 5x5 rotisserie salary cap draft today with a standard $260 budget that we are playing out with some heavy hitters. Obviously, Scott, Chris, and myself. RJ White, our manager. Tim McLeod, B-Don from Rasbald, Nick Mimikos, hope I said that right. Garrett Atkins, David Doak, Chris Mitchell. Some guy named Adam Azer. I'm not really sure how he got in here. He's more Never like... Never heard a, of him. He's a fantasy football guy. Wait, what's that? Oh my good, goodness gracious! And now, welcoming to the podcast, it wow. is Adam! <laughs> what up, Mr. Azer? How you doing, buddy? I'm trying to find
3: a player that hit like one home run last year. Because you said heavy hitters, so I'm trying to be like, well, I'm this... I'm Nick Madrigal. Wait, oh. Yeah. You didn't have
2: a home run last year,
3: did
2: he? I... But even better. <laughs> <laughs> I, you uh, might have more muscle mass than Nick Madrigal, actually. <laughs> well, that's
3: bad. You guys call him a sleeper. I have no idea what I'm doing. This. I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to have fun. I've got a new acronym that I want to try uh, after TapHap AMC last year. And i
0: just going to have fun. I'm going to wing it tonight. I'm going to wing it. We are retiring TapHap AMC today here on the podcast. And when we once I guess once you get one of the players of your new acronym, you can bring it up and, and let us know what it means. Describe it. And uh, that'll I'm sure that will be everyone's strategy this year for salary cap drafts. Of course, Scott and Chris are here on the podcast as well. It's gonna be a really fun one. If you are watching along, much like we did our head-to-head points mock draft last week, I will have my draft board up for everyone to see so when I am nominating on a player uh, when I am nominating a player or bidding on a player you'll be able to watch that live and uh, see my process see if I'm annoying with it do I wait until there's one second (laughs) left and then jump in on some bids or uh, do I just kind of jump in and and throw guys out at their uh, at what I think they're worth we'll see before we it's, get, to-
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be warped by the fact we're podcasting live. Oh, it's gonna this, be right. A, like it's gonna be. A disaster. It's a good thing Adam is here to help fill the silence when you know <laughs> a couple of us have a good volley going. Right. I'm sure that's gonna be necessary.
3: I'm gonna ask you guys a lot of questions that I hopefully will help people. But I've li- I, it's been weird to be on the other side because almost all of my knowledge comes from listening to the podcast. I've I almost made it through all of the position previews. I didn't quite get to all of them, but I've been reading. I've been cramming. I feel like I'm ready to go, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to answer some questions for me. So hopefully I think it'll be helpful for a lot of people who are not experts.
0: Hopefully you learned something while listening to the position previews, Adam, because I basically went back and listened to how you've done them in years past. And I just tried to model them after that. So I'm not sure. you (laughs) you, You guys were great. Honestly, it was very helpful. Before we get to the actual salary cap draft, let's just quickly promote a few things. FBT listeners, we want you to compete with us in our bracket challenge game. Scott, Chris, and I will be in there, and we want you to join us as well. The link to join is slash FBT brackets. And the winner not only gets a $100 gift card to Paramount Plus, but an entry into our For the People Listener League, a 16 team head to head categories draft that. Well, the winners of that will be announced next Thursday. So continue to send in your league submissions. Uh, We have appreciated those. Lots of really good ones so far. And who enters just one pool? If you're doing a bracket challenge, you can also create a group to compete against your friends and fill out your bracket for the chance to win a Nissan Rogue and a trip to the 2022 Final Four. You can play on the CBS Sports app, or again, you can join up against us. The link for that is cbssports.com slash brackets. And just a quick reminder that our Fantasy Baseball Today draft prep guide is free and is available now. Chris put a lot of hard work into it, and you can find all of our rankings, salary cap values, draft strategies, tiers, and so much more. The link for that is cbssports.com draft kit Once you get to that page, just drop your email address in there, and you'll get it in your inbox in No time. All righty, Scott. I think we are ready to fire this bad boy up, and I believe Mr. Azer has the first nomination. Wow. You do,
3: yeah. So I like to get some money off the board with a player that I don't want. A great player, absolutely, but not one of the first-rounders that I am targeting. I'm going to nominate Trey Turner. Uh, The default is $1. I'll just go ahead and put $20 in there. And let people have at it. But uh, I, I'd rather have Trevor's story, so I'm gonna let the market get set a little
2: bit with Trey Turner. So here's a question. Are we worried about Trey Turner's stolen bases if in fact he does bat second or third for the national? I was I'm supposed to ask I was gonna ask that question. Because <laughs> I've been thinking about this recently with you know the the talk of Victor Robles batting leadoff, and I, I think he probably will steal fewer bases if he doesn't bat leadoff. Agreed. But he may not bat second for even you know more than a couple of weeks. And like so. Scott has said all along, just because Victor Robles is batting leadoff
0: in the spring, it doesn't mean that he's going to stick there. They want that to be a thing. I think that as Trey Turner is growing into his power a little bit, they want him to be more of a run producer. So that's why they have him in the middle of that lineup. But if Victor Robles is not performing, that of course could change. If he stays, if, uh, if Trey Turner stays batting third all year, I think it's probably gonna be more of a twenty five steel guy than the potential thirty or thirty-five plus that we have seen in years past. Well, we have a bit of a bidding war
2: here. Trey Turner up to forty three dollars already. Yeah, I've got an aggressive Oof. price on him. Uh and he like he's only two dollars less than Ronald Cunha and Mookie Betts, who are my top values. Uh, but that was still pricier than than my value for him.
0: Yeah, Scott and I both have Trey Turner at $37 based on standard 5x5 five five Roto salary cap values. And Chris has him up at 42 So Nick Mimikos yep. wins the first player on the board. Trey Turner yep. goes for $43. Scott White, it is your turn to nominate a player.
1: Ooh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm nominating Kenley Jansen here. Tell us um, why. I'm trying to nominate a bunch of closers because I don't want to pay $2, more than $2 for any closer. If I don't get one for $2 or less, I'm probably not going to get a closer. Um, Don't hold me to that, by the way, but that's the goal. And so, you know, I I think if I nominate a bunch of closers that I know will go for more than $2, hopefully I can drain enough money that I scare people away from bidding up the players I actually do want. And so, Kenley Jansen's at $9
2: right now. Yeah, there's, yeah, just, with, with, with there's always turner. good values for closers in, in a salary cap draft.
0: Yeah, I was I was part of the bidding there. I bid $8 on Kenley Jansen. I want to get one of my top 10 closers. Top, It was top 12. I, I'm a little more nervous about Craig Kimbrell based on how he's looked in the spring so far. I will admit that. So, I wanted to get one of my top 10. And I have Kenley Jansen at $10 in my values. So... Wasn't willing to go that far, but if I could have got him for eight, a bit of a discount there, I wasn't opposed to it. Who is nominating mm-hmm. player? That would be RJ White. And Cattell Marte, he throws out for $15. Mm. Chris Tower is licking his lips here on the podcast. Hey, can I throw in a couple things real quick? Go ahead. Uh, last year, so Trey Turner
3: went for $43. I think that's pretty good. Last year, Mike Trout and Ronald Acuna went for 52 with a similar group of players, not the same, same similar group of uh drafters, not the same group exactly, but very similar. 52 each, Christian went yeah. for like 45. Those three players actually all went to donkey teeth. He got yeah. three. He got the three most expensive players. And I don't know if he didn't pay attention to the league. I'm not sure, but he came in like 10th. Uh, so I thought his team was so interesting when we did this last year. We've been doing this league for so long. Cattel Marte went for $21. Sorry, I'm talking too much. Uh, but that was one of the most aggressive... Uh, in- he went studs and does, yeah, yeah. Ma- major studs. They got the three major studs players, yeah. and it didn't work out for him. Uh, not
0: to say that it can't, but I just thought people might want to know that. Ooh, Degrom. So, Kattel Marte goes for twenty-one. Even the more aggressive Chris Towers has Kattel oh. Mart- Marte ranked higher than the rest of us. Uh, you have Kattel Marte at twenty-one dollars, and R.J. White is actually the one who threw him out at fifteen dollars, and he won him for twenty-one. So that is a potential strategy throwing out players that you want. Jacob deGrom is all the way up at $52, and the leading candidate to get him right now is Nick Mimikos, who also won Trey Turner, so could be going with a similar strategy there of paying up for some of those top-tier players. This is the only format (sighs) that you can do that, where you can get two first-round players, and that's why... This is...
1: Well, yeah, the only like method of disseminating players. Right. uh, So, deGrom goes for 54 and... I had hoped that the high-end pitchers wouldn't be <laughs> as inflated as we saw in the head-to-head points version of this, where we saw the big three all exceed fifty. And it like it made more sense in that format for a number of reasons, uh, both because uh, because pitchers tend to be more valuable, and because there are way fewer lineup spots to fill. So you know you can go a little crazy with the bidding without suffering too much later on. Well, you know, it's happened to Acuna now because Acuna is approaching 60 at this point. He's the one up now.
0: So this is what we talk about when when we've done strategy podcasts and we talk about salary cap values. And there you go. Ronald Acuna goes for $57 to Tim McLeod. It's hard to just put a single price on what a player is worth, right? So people email in and they say, well, why don't you tell us how much this player is worth? We can tell you, but you have to be able to account for inflation. And that's something that we have mentioned before. You know, Scott has Ronald Acuna valued at $41. I have Acuna at 42 Chris has him at 44 He just went for $57. So what we know now is DeGrom and Acuna just went for way more than what we actually have them down for which means if you want top-tier players in this salary cap draft, you are going to have to spend more to get them than you expected. So just keep that in mind. Brandon Lau is now being uh, bid on, and he is up to $10 with Chris Mitchell, which actually seemed like a pretty good price. It's climbing back up now,
2: $11, $12. I threw out Brandon Lau just to see what the kind of you know probably third or fourth tier players are going to go for. I have Brandon Lau as a $15 player. I'm not sure what you guys have him as, but 17 uh, looks like he's going to go 14, 15 at least. So, okay, yeah, he's still fine. Uh, no, no discounts so far, at least based on my valuations. Uh, Kenley Jansen, the closest thing to a discount. Um, so, Scott, it's interesting. Scott, can you talk
0: about how if all these players are going for more than we have them valued at. What is that going to do to the mid, the mid tier of players and and even some of those $1 players? I I feel like that's going to cause even better players to go for cheaper later on in this salary cap draft.
1: Yeah, that's, that is what's going to happen. There are only so many dollars to spend. We have our, our uh, salary cap values calibrated for 12 team leagues, $260 budgets, exactly what this is. So if, if, you got the high end guys exceeding the cost by five to ten dollars. Wow! Uh, you're you're going to see some real values with those middle tiers, and you know it's it's going to be obviously you want great players; they're the most likely to deliver great results and um, separate you from your competition. So it's going to be kind of a balancing act how how many can I go without in order to take advantage of what will probably be discounts later.
0: Well, time to change the strategy because pitcher number one on my list that I have here that I wrote down, Jacob Degrom or Garrett Cole for forty to forty five dollars. Well, that <laughs> didn't happen. Garrett Cole just went for fifty one, and now Shane Bieber is currently at fifty dollars. Yeah, and,
2: and crazy. just to you know provide some context when you're talking about the best players going five ten uh, in Garrett Cole's case, fifteen dollars more than I have him for. uh, you only have $11 per spot, 11.3. So when you have one player who's, you know, going, who you spent $15 more than expected on, um, you know, that's going to shave basically almost a, a half or more than a half dollar off of your average for the rest of the team. Now so, th- you know, that's just the kind of thing to keep in mind. It's a good point. Good point that you
0: bring up there, Chris. And uh, this is an interesting player because Cody Bellinger gets thrown out here pretty early on in the salary cap draft slated to make his spring training debut on Wednesday we have not seen him play a game yet of course coming back from shoulder surgery which he suffered in the playoffs of last year and he is currently up to
2: $30 zero discount so far kenley jansen still the only player who's gone for less than my valuation it's uh,
0: if this ends here this is going to be good yeah, so that's well, yeah, that, that's a very I'll good price. Have him. I have him at it 30.
2: seems good relative to the prices we've seen, but
1: I have Bellinger for 31. and yeah, he just I have him for, for 30. 30. So, you know, like...
0: That's not a discount. I, I, th- I, I think didn't want him
1: for more than 31, you know? <laughs> I,
0: I still think that based on the other players that are going to get pushed up in terms of their, their values here, Cody Bellinger, in comparison, is going to wind up being a pretty good discount at that price. And I don't even like Bellinger. I've talked about that quite a bit, so... Uh, Adalberto Mondesi is now the player being bid on, and he is up to twenty six dollars. Let's see, twenty seven now, twenty eight for Chrissy Pooh, who has him everywhere.
2: How high will he go? He is one of my most rostered players so far. Oh, uh, man. Five out of my twelve leagues, I have him. One. One of them is a head-to-head. Points. The mid tier is going to go for so cheap. Yep. And I need can- to. I'm. I'm trying to remind myself to stay disciplined here. I let him go for thirty four. I have him for thirty one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just
1: I'm just trying to. It's always difficult to calibrate oh, mid option like this. But I'm tr- I'm trying to remind myself. Yes, there are going to be discounts later. But I'm also trying to remind myself that, like, of the 23 players I'm bidding on here for my roster, chances are half of them are going to amount to basically nothing for me. I actually looked into this. Yeah. For last year, last year I finished second in this league, and of the of the 23 players I bid on, only 11 mounted to anything. Amounted right. to anything, yep. and only one mm-hmm. off my roster. The first place guy, Dan Richards. Uh, I, I looked at his roster too. Only 12 of the 23 players he bid on amounted to anything. I mean, I mean, the rest were basically droppable. Yeah. So uh, that's what we're looking at. Um, and that was only for a two month season, by the way. <laughs> that was only for a two month season. Half of our players ended up being discarded.
0: And there you go. I threw out Corey Seager on purpose because I wanted Scott to get involved. I was a little worried that you were talking there, Scott, and you weren't going to yeah, get your guy. Impressive. Bidding and talking
3: and, and winning. All right. Yeah. So Corey Seeger. $6 Seager.
1: more than I, I... Seager was somebody I penciled in as my shortstop coming into this. I wanted him for 25 Um. I don't know. I may regret going $6 over, but as i was saying half my roster is probably going to get swapped out anyway so i want to no. make sure I have some players oh i can my. depend on
0: who just someone just jump bid <laughs> Zach gallon up to 25 and is, it's, that not, is that too much for Zach gallon i would say that I am is, for 21 yeah I'm for
2: 24 so it's, there's some it's questions recreation. about uh I, I think there's been something in, in recent days that you know his innings may be more limited than we thought. Um, I'll, I'll try to find where that came from.
0: Yo, Adam, what's going mm-hmm. on, man? You're back up here to nominate. Wow, I, I want
3: player. Frank to get on the board here, so I might, here's Manny Machado for ten. <laughs> <laughs> He's not written down as
0: one of the players I want, but I'll take him for twelve bucks. <laughs> Manny Machado currently going for twelve dollars. If I win him, sure. Uh, no, is it, is it just the shoulder with Bellinger?
3: Because how is it like? In what world is Adalberto Mondesi more expensive than? Cody Bellinger, who was like a top five player. Alberto Mondesi could be you know over a full season, because we saw him have a hot
2: streak a couple of years ago at the beginning of the year, and then he ended up being a terrible hitter. So yeah. my, my thing with him, uh, and it's kind of similar to Keston Hero, where like they've had really good streaks and they've had really bad streaks. But who, Bellinger uh, or Mondesi? No, Mondesi. Um, you know, because we've only really got like two seasons of Cody Bellinger and one of them was a sixty game season. Uh, And one of them, he only played like 109 games or whatever. So, you know, we really don't have much to go on. But if you just take what he's done across those two seasons, you're looking at like 90 runs, 80 RBI, 67 stolen bases, 15 home runs. I'm not saying he's going to do that, but if he does, he's probably a top 10 player in in Roto. Yeah. Especially if the number two guy in steals has 35, which is entirely possible. Right. If you have right, if he
3: plays a full season, you probably don't have to invest much in steals. I get that, but um, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of downside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree. He's uh, he was the shortstop on the uh, boomer all boomer bus team for a piece I wrote last night. You know, we talked about that a couple days ago on the pod too. It's just it's just refreshing
1: getting Mondesi and not really having to devote a single dollar to steals after that. You know. Because all the Steels guys are going to be inflated beyond what they are even in a draft. And then with Bellinger, you asked about Bellinger specifically. I mean, it's it's not just the shoulder. That's pretty big on its own. He also wasn't that good last year. Uh, Not even second-round caliber. He also was making changes to his swing then. Uh, I think there's a
3: lot
0: now, of reasons people are we nervous stop, about Collinger.
3: Stop making changes to your swing. He, he like he won the MVP and he started making changes to his I swing. I know it was it, crazy. It, it
0: made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. The the thing that has worried me uh, a tad as well, Adam, outside of the shoulder, is the past in two of the past three years he struggled against left-handed pitching, which I just don't like to see that from my first or second round pick. So that coupled with the shoulder injury, I think he could get off to a slow start. Might be sending some some Azer trade offers for Cody Bellinger early in early in the season if, if that is the case. Uh, let's catch people up on some of these prices that went finalized. Zach Allen goes for $25. Manny Machado went for $29, which seems like a pretty good buy when, yeah. when Corey Seager goes for 31. Edwin Diaz, another reliever off the board, he goes for $16. So there's only two relievers thus far. Diaz went for 16. Kenley Jansen went for nine. And Jose Ramirez goes to Chris. Chris, you now have two third basemen. You have Ramirez and Machado. Your your corner infield spot is filled up.
2: Yeah, and and that's you know sometimes you you do something while you're multitasking. And I saw him for 42, and I was like, look, I have him for 43, so I'll go. And it was only after that that I remembered I have Manny Machado. But look, <laughs> I have Manny Machado and Jose Ramirez on my team. I can't really complain that. Oh no, now I can't draft. Gene Segura for $4. You know, like it's kind of, it's not really something to actually be worried about.
0: Mookie Betts is being bid on by, I don't know, Adam, Adam's jumping in a little bit here.
3: I don't want Mookie bets I, uh, by the way, I think I have to have a closer discussion here because God, it's such a terrible position. And, and in this <laughs> format with nine pitcher spots, you, you know, typically you want like three closers that, that might be oh uh, hold on. I want to see if I get Mookie Betts. Forty nine bucks for Mookie Betts going oh, one, going twice. Azer is on the board. There he goes, Hooray. Mookie Betts.
0: Mookie yeah. Betts for forty nine versus Ronald Acuna who went for fifty seven.
3: Yeah, so. and Jose Ramirez went for forty three. So I think Jose Ramirez was like a pretty good value there. But yeah, yeah. that's for a lot less than Acuna. I like that.
1: I'm into that. I was I was in on Ramirez for forty one, and then. Chris and that other guy got involved. So, so oh, Fernando Tatis gets nominated here straight away. Forty-two. I guess that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Should go close to a similar price to Mookie Betts. Maybe even exceed him. Currently at forty-five dollars for Fernando Tatis. Is he going to stay there? Ooh, he was about oh, to go for forty-five. And then we see a jump. I was up about to hit
2: forty-six. I'm glad I didn't because there was a. <laughs> I thought about it too. Multiple bids in there that would have driven it up to forty-nine if I was the last one.
0: I don't have a single oh. share of Fernando Tatis yet this season. Me neither. Which seems weird. I haven't been in the right spot in the draft yet. Yep. Yeah, you Either basically... I, I don't have any. <laughs> I keep
1: picking sixth or later, which basically means I'm getting Shane Bieber.
0: Shane Bieber, Scott, I don't know if you saw, but he allowed eight earned runs in spring training. I, I so, did see that, yeah. So you should probably hey. never draft him again.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: here.
1: Ahmed comes. Rosario had three airs, which he didn't help. One of the
3: guys in my acronym.
0: Okay. All right, Adam.
3: Let's see. Walker Bueller thrown uh, out. 25 was too much for Gallon. And I know you guys don't love Bueller. Mm. So we all
2: like him more than Gallon, I'm pretty sure. He, right. Actually, I have him ranked behind Gallon in my in my rankings. I've got him four spots over ahead of him in the
0: overall. Let's see. Yeah, Walker well, Bueller, is up, to, Bueller this up is up to two.
2: Bueller is 29. Too inflated.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass the acronym. Throwing out the acronym.
1: <laughs> what what is the acronym? Are
3: you oh, not acronym. ready to reveal it? Last year was Tap, Hap AMC, which was two aces plus hater and Paxton and more closers. Tap, Hap AMC. I wanted like he- big time strikeout guys, but only two or three of them. And then win saves, win ERA, win whip. Uh, this year it is. What was the hell is it? Fam. <laughs> Fab AMC. Fab is spelled P H A B. It is flare No, Fab. Sorry, Fab.
1: <laughs> this is a great mnemonic device.
3: Okay. Fab Fam AMC. F A B P H A M A M C. That would be Flaherty and Bueller plus Hader and Morton and more closers. <laughs> but already, already, it's out the window.
0: Uh, yeah, I was I was looking it up because you texted it to me today. So I was gonna I was gonna help you out there, but you you, you finally got it out. So there it's very bad acronym to begin with. Juan Soto is on the board right now for forty eight dollars now forty nine.
1: So we were talking about closers, Adam. You say yeah. and more closers. It feels like this is not the year no. to and more closers. Anything?
3: I don't think it is. I think I'm gonna try to get two of the top ten or twelve. So here's my like, in all honesty. You got to be really committed to fantasy baseball. And I just don't know that I'm going to be the one putting in fab bids on Wednesday night when somebody gets a save. So I don't think I'm going to be able to play the waiver wire that well. I'd like to have two solid closers with job security when I leave this, this uh, salary cap tonight. So, But it's just a really bad year for that. So I just don't think you can go with that strategy out of the gate. I think you can adjust to that strategy if you're good off waivers where, you know, you try to win saves and ERA and WHIP by going with a relief pitcher-heavy strategy. Um, but I don't think you, sh- you should really draft that way.
0: Let's catch people up a little bit here. Fernando Tatis went for $48, so $1 cheaper than Mookie Betts. That seems pretty nice for Tatis. Walker Bueller gets up over $30. 32 for Walker Bueller. And then Juan Soto. I was in on the Soto bidding, so I'm going to have to adjust my strategy once again. All the players that I wanted. Juan Soto goes for 53 Clayton Kershaw, as of now, is being bid on. He is up to 20 Six dollars reminder Ronald Acuna went for 57 if you're just comparing Soto versus Acuna and Clayton Kershaw goes for $26. Who who would you guys rather have? Kershaw at 26 or Walker Bueller at 32? No Kershaw. I agree. I have
1: Kershaw ranked ahead. So yeah. Um like that. and that seems pretty reasonable for
0: Kershaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is incurred. I actually have Kershaw going for 28. So uh maybe I should have bid on him. A and <laughs> B uh you know, other than the big three of Cole, Bieber, and DeGrom, I'm feeling more confident that these pitcher prices aren't gonna be inflated the way they were in the head to head points version.
0: How much did Bieber wind up going for? Bieber went for fifty, 50. as well. So Yeah.
3: All right, so story, this is the guy that I wanted when I nominated when I nominated Trey Turner, I did this with story in mind. So I wanted to see Turner went for 43. So don't bid me up, guys. But I would like to get Trevor's story. <laughs> I have a thirty-eight dollar bid in right now.
1: Well, I I want him too, Adam. So, I,
3: oh,
0: God, I sort of called him. I think kind of.
1: Yeah, I sort of called him here. So,
0: oh, Mister Azer, Azer and Scott, do we have ourselves a bit of a bidding war here?
1: Forty-two. Uh, do I, do
3: I think, you, do should, I do I think nah, you should, Scott.
0: I think I don't think you should because I'll tell you why. Yeah,
3: <laughs> let's
0: go. <laughs> what
3: if he gets traded? He's not getting traded. Like We dealt with that every year with Arenado. He never got traded. Oh, wait. He did get
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> So Scott got well, Story for the same amount as, as uh, Turner,
0: which doesn't make me feel great. But all right, whatever. I like him. It's not terrible. You've you got to get your guys. you got to pay up, especially for those first-round players. Adam had Story originally at 41. Scott did go to 42. And then Mr. Azer jumps back in with a $43 bid. Now Brandon Woodruff... Is up for and, bidding,
1: and I genuinely would have taken him for forty-two. That was not have, bidding I'll, up. You, to you don't tick that. off Adam or to deliver better content. I learned my lesson with Nando <laughs> yeah. a few years ago. I never bid <laughs> up the player. People Jed up Jerko. I never Jerko. price and force.
0: <laughs> Jed Jerko Scott.
1: Yeah, that was the 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 famous or the infamous Jed Jerko incident. Yeah,
0: Adam, oh. you you have spent. Forty-three or more dollars on two players already. You have Mookie Betts and Trey Turner. Are you going with a little stars and scrubsy here?
3: I'm not going to have another forty-dollar player, so I'm not going to go uh, donkey teeth.
0: But mm, 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 mm. I,
3: I think I think there's a lesson to be learned of what Scott said about how many players end up being you know pretty useless for your team. I had the probably the best hitting last year in this format, which is ironic because I thought I would do really well in in ERA and whip because I went with the relievers and I didn't at all. But my hitting was great. I had Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner and they basically carried me. So um yeah I, I guess I'm gonna be more like studs and duds and less balanced, but not not all in.
0: Bo oh, Bichette, Wow I threw out because I don't really Good want Bo Bichette, and he is kind of a hype guy. So I wanted to see how much he would go for and he's all the way up at thirty four dollars, which is three more dollars than Scott spent on Corey Seeger, and it is the same price that Alberto Mondesi went for. So, based on ADP, there are people who like Bobochette enough to use a borderline second round pick on him. It's not crazy. For those people who like Bobochette, we wouldn't do it. We have basically been all over that. We've said that he's overvalued all along,
2: but Bobochet goes for $34. But I'm- even then, a $34 player is more like a late first rounder, at least in my valuations.
0: Carlos Carrasco is currently going for a dollar, so (laughs) let's change that.
1: (laughs) He's not going for a dollar.
0: Carrasco up to 17, and he threw, I believe it was, an 18-pitch bullpen session, something like that. It was in the teens on uh, Tuesday, and he will pitch again, I believe, in the coming days. Carlos Carrasco dealing with some elbow inflammation. We don't know if he'll be ready for the start of the season, but the last we heard they asked him and he said, "Yeah, I'll be ready. No problem." Carrasco now at $24, so no discount here. And Scott doesn't care. He needs his pitching.
2: And he's he's starting totally to get angsty. Right now, guys, I look well, at what that, the, this starting to sweat a little bit. His breathing's getting heavier. <laughs> my my first grimace
1: of the of the um draft here was actually Brandon Woodruff a couple picks ago at 27 just couldn't bring myself to go 28 on him even though I wanted a a $25 guy in that range you know I could have had it could have had gallon for that uh Kershaw would have had to be 27 Woodruff would have had to be 28 I get Carrasco for 25 it's there might be I don't know like a Flaherty or something for less than that and and then I'll regret it but you know you can't you can't always hold out for the perfect value. I think 25 relative to the 28 it could have spent on Woodruff for the 27 on Kershaw. I'll take that because I really don't have any issues with Carrasco's elbow. I think he's fine.
3: Yeah, but, but right now as I look at this and with all the experience that I do this every year and I'm seeing almost every player is going for more than we expected. So at some point there are going to be a lot of values and that's usually... Uh, to me, that's when, you know, the the Mike Moustakas or the, the uh, Nick Castellanos of the world, those types of players, the... It's not going to be Nick Castellanos.
2: Uh, all right. Well, the guy who would go like 100th overall. Yeah. Moustakas, mm-hmm. maybe. But okay. uh, the thing the thing about the way this year has gone is, one, the Castellanos has never been a discount in any of the drafts that we've done. I don't yeah, think. we always like him. <laughs> um, and everybody in the industry likes him. Yeah. Um, and... I would be surprised if there were very many pitcher values until you get to, I would say probably outside the top forty. But it depends
3: when they get nominated. Sure. So right now, I'm not nominating anybody I want right now. There's too much money on the board, and I'm just I'm gonna nominate players that I don't want, and I'm gonna hope that I'm lucky enough to get somebody that I want when they're when you get into this run where it's like, oh, I can't believe this guy went for this. That happens every time you do a salary cap draft. Yeah. Uh,
1: but I, I agree with Chris that for pitchers specifically, it's you know you might you might see that from a Kevin Gosman or a Frankie Montas somebody uh, just outside the top forty, but like a Carrasco or a I don't know a Lance Lynn, like they're going to go for the amount they're going to go for and twenty five for Carrasco I have them for twenty three so it's not even really um, a real overpay.
0: Francisco Lindor goes for thirty four dollars, which seems like a great price when you compare him to Bo Bichette, who went for the same price, and also Adalberto Mondesi, who went for $34. So, really nice buy there on Lindor for RJ White. If you're watching at home, you saw Adam Azer doing a little fist-pump action here. He wound up with... This is weird. I mean, he's fist-pumping because he got the Indian seventh-inning reliever, James Karenchak for $13. Talk about it, Adam. I, he's so... Well...
3: I was listening to the relief pitcher podcast today, and that was like two weeks ago. But Scott seemed pretty convinced that he was going to be the closer. I, I look, he's an elite. This is the thing. He's an elite pitcher, and so even if he doesn't end up getting the saves, yeah. he's going to be so valuable in this format. And I will have to find out. I will have to get saves on the waiver wire. Uh, hopefully, I can do that. But I think Karen Check, if he is the closer. I think he's a 20 dollar plus player or he's a 20ish dollar player and I got him for 13. I was be- I'm very happy about it.
2: But he might have more strikeouts than like Kyle Hendricks this Is he go-
3: is he really not going to close?
2: Is that a thing? No, we don't uh, no, we don't, don't know for clear. sure. We don't know that yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, they they haven't announced. He's had a rough spring, a lot of walks, so that's kind of made me a little more nervous than I was 2 weeks ago. But I I I have yet to see anything indicating he's not the front runner. Yeah, he walks guys. That's okay.
0: Victor, Rob- off, Victor Robles went for $14, which seems like a bit of an overpay for a middling player. Uh, someone who would go in that you know, 150 ADP range. Mike Trout currently going for $46 to Chris Towers. Is anyone else going to jump in? Ooh, 47 for Garrett Atkins. Does Chris have another one in him? Does he? I don't know. Come on, Chris. Or do I? <laughs> 50 it, $50 it almost for like- Mike Trout. Right now, the former Rockies
1: third baseman Garrett Atkins just got a $48 oh, yeah. bid placed on him. That, there
0: there is that somebody
1: named
2: Garrett Atkins. Every, Every time, time I see him, draft. I think that. Every time I see him in our drafts or on on the on Twitter.
0: Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Frankie! So, I'm on the board Frankie with Mike Trout. Result. So I actually wrote down, I wanted one of Trout or Juan Soto because I don't have a single share of either of those players, and it seems like they were a little bit undervalued this year. Uh, Mike Trout, my Trout more than the other two being undervalued, uh, but 50 bucks... I didn't really get much of a discount on him. I think he was the fourth hitter to go for 50-plus there. Um, Again, that is Mike Trout. So I had a bit of a He was the last of that tier.
2: Yeah. So you expect a a little bit of inflation there uh, also.
0: Yeah, that was played very poorly by me. Freddie Freeman is currently up to 37. Now this is... Oh, no, no, I got to get it. This just makes me feel terrible because I just spent $50 on Mike Trout and Freddie Freeman goes for $37. Oh, come on. While everyone's snoozing over here. (laughs) Oh gosh, that's a great buy. RJ's gonna.
1: This shows that nobody really wants to get left out of stolen bases. Like we we may all agree that okay, Freddie Freeman's supposed to be a first rounder, but when we have to put our money where our mouth is, we'd rather pay up for guys that are gonna deliver stolen bases. That's how you get Victor Robles going for fourteen and Freeman going for thirty seven.
3: I well, I have story and bets. If I didn't have one of them. I absolutely would have been heavier on. I just, I just figured I was sitting out Freeman because I said I'm not getting another forty dollar player. I can't believe he didn't go for yeah forty.
0: RJ got two values there in uh, Francisco Lindor for thirty four and, and Freddie Freeman with thirty seven. And sometimes I almost feel like that's the better way to go into a salary cap draft just just bargain hunt, see who's going for cheaper than they should, and you, I mean, your team might turn out awesome. Oscar Mercado Chris, for a Chris, buck, a Chris
3: dollar bid there, Chris. Sneaky. See. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I don't, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't Oscar even like Ricardo's, Trevor Bauer. But. Yeah, I tried to put in a bid there, and it yeah, froze me out, going so we're going to have to redo that.
2: Yeah, Oscar Mercado's a player I, I really like. I think he's going to play pretty much every day for Cleveland. I know I, they're trying out Ahmed Rosario in the outfield, or, well, Eddie Rosario and Ahmed Rosario, um, but my guess is Oscar Mercado plays pretty much every day, and this was a guy who was a top 150 pick this time last year. I still think he can be a 15-15 guy. So, you know, one thing I do like to do if I can early on in the draft is get a couple of those dollar guys early um, who I like just to kind of have that certainty baked in. So, you know, it's I I understand nobody else likes Oscar Mercado. but Would you uh, have gone three if someone had gone two? No, no. I thought about putting him out for two, but I figured the way, like, I can draft him with my last pick every single time. Um, so I, I figured nobody was going to go to, especially not this early. You know what? I I, I thought
1: um, with Ahmed Rosario, them trying him out in center, like yesterday I thought, okay, this is bad news for Oscar Mercado. But then Ahmed Rosario makes three errors today. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's going to work out for, for them. Yeah.
0: Trevor Bauer goes for $35. Who was the last starting pitcher that went before him? Carlos Carrasco went for 25. Woodruff went for 27. dollars was interesting about um,
1: that Bauer for 35. RJ, RJ White jumped the bid from uh, 30 to 35. But, you know, I might have gone 31-32 on Bauer, but 35 <sighs> was just.
0: Just too far. Why? Why yeah. you got to do that, Scott? You know, I was about to get myself a little Anthony Rendon for for twenty. You know what? No, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna leave. Bully me out, I'm Scott. I know that. Out. You, I know you love
1: Rendon and Bregman. Is that more a points league thing, or is that all across the board? Uh, that's all across the board. I mean, they're even better in points, but they're even cheaper in points because of all the pitchers pushing them down. But they're and not cheaper hitters, are they? I would think. No, no, they're probably not cheaper among hitters.
2: But I don't think they really get pushed up the way they probably should. You know, Was I it? think Bregman there's just the concerns about his hamstring. I mean, he just played in a game, I think, today for the first time due to a hamstring injury that he had in January. So you know, with the way those those can linger, I, I think it's he's been discounted in a way that I think makes sense for the most part.
0: So, so Anthony Rendon, you wound up with Anthony Rendon for $27, Scott, which seems like a pretty good value. Oh, a little, a little host battle here. Is that what we're doing? Adam? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> uh, Adam and I were bidding on Carlos Correa, who is now up to $13, which I have him at $16. Uh, Scott has him at 14 Chris has him at 11. So this is probably around the range that Carlos Correa should go for. I've never been a Correa guy. I think I bashed you last year, Adam. I've been off him forever. But this is actually the lowest he's going in ADP and the cheapest he's going in salary cap drafts. He's entering a contract year. 26 years old. I can get behind Carlos Correa having a potential massive season here at his lowest cost ever. So I actually like, uh, like getting Correa at that price. Stalling Marte is currently being bid on. And he is up to seventeen dollars. Scott, would you did you talk about your Anthony Rendon for twenty seven dollars? I didn't.
1: Uh, I I had hoped to get a first round caliber base dealer, so obviously not just a pure base dealer, but an across the board guy. I'd hope to get one of those, whether it was Jose Ramirez or Trevor Story. I'd hope to get one for around forty dollars. There is still one out there, Christian Yelich, but at this point, I'm not confident at all. I can get him for forty dollars, so I'm disseminating those forty dollars. Uh, to some of like the the next rung down the ladder, which includes guys like Anthony Rendon, and uh, you know I'll probably be able to split those forty dollars into to two high end, if not super elite type hitters.
0: Speaking of Christian Yelich, let's throw him out here at thirty bucks. Get some more get some more money off the board. Starling Marte goes for twenty four dollars. Someone that can help you in that steals department. A potential twenty twenty bat there. I have him for $23. What happened with Yelich last year? So a a big reason that he blamed was not having the in-game video, Adam, which many hitters blamed. JD Martinez, Javier Baez, those hitters will have in-game video this year. And he was coming back from an injury where he fractured his kneecap. I mean, it's not really an easy injury to come back from. He did that late in the season back in 2019. So I think you couple those things together and and you kind of give Christian Yelich the benefit of the doubt, um, he made harder contact than ever before. It was just the strikeouts were were up like we've never seen before. Oh,
2: come on, Adam. And I think <laughs> did I just- Chris hates somebody jumping in at the last second? That is just like, like bidding to you him. You didn't need to make a decision. Just bid. You know who Christian Yelich is.
3: I was listening to Frank. He convinced me. Oh, it, like he was the ten seconds that it took for me to make that. that was off right that's my third forty dollars plus player. So I totally so, lied. So you lied to us. I got excited. I got excited. I was like, I kind of want to try this. I think Yelich, if he can bounce back, he's he's arguably the most valuable player. If he can get back to his, his previous form, he's, he could be the number one player in this format.
2: He's, in a, he's incredible. Yeah, I agree. You should have let me have him. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you go 44 there? Because I, I was frustrated out of spite. <laughs> I'm gonna have ter- the rest of my team is gonna be terrible.
3: Jeez, I have three players: forty, forty-three for Story, forty-three for Yelich, forty-nine for Betts.
2: yeah, uh, yeah. but you have three of my top ten
3: players or top yeah, eleven. I have, top, I have to spend yeah. like yeah. I have to spend at least thirty bucks on Gary Sanchez. So, <laughs> I, <have> to, <laughs> I mean, if if you're not divided sort of person.
1: If you're not the sort of person that's going to play the waiver wire, Adam, as you yeah. were suggesting earlier, then studs and duds like that, stars and scrubs, whatever yeah. you want to call it, probably not the way to go. Oh, not the uh, way to go? No, <laughs> no I, not the way to go. I agree. No, Because you're, <laughs> you're relying...
2: Yeah, stars you and just cycle scrubs through those stu- duds. Stars and scrubs I, I'll, works. I'll, I'll,
3: I will play the waiver wire to a degree. I'm not going to be as good as I usually... I'm not going to be as active. But, you, you know, what you said about how less than half of the players that you... Got last year, and you're in the salary cap right. auction. uh sorry, the salary cap bidding. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking if I just have
1: we're droppable, basically we're droppable five, over the course of two months.
3: If I have four or five great players that anchor my lineup, then I don't have to be that good on the waiver wire.
0: We're currently um, bidding on Kentomayeta. Should I bid Scott? Should I bid Scott up? He's at twenty four dollars. You don't mm. know if I bid
1: again, Frank.
0: You probably would, so I'm gonna am I'm gonna let you have him anyway at twenty four dollars. I don't want to get. I, was, that I, I, wasn't I
1: wasn't going to. You would have you would have gotten made it for twenty five.
0: It's not a terrible um, price for him. Corbin Burns was the player before that went for twenty two, and I I let out a sigh when that happened because. I don't have so basically what I'm doing for the salary cap draft is trying to get a bunch of guys that I don't have any shares of yet and Corbin Burns is a fun player and I don't have him anywhere and I was looking to get him for that $18 to $20 range but Burns went for 22 so a little bit over what I was willing to pay for him uh, and then Scott sneaks in there with Kentmeida for 24. I believe you now have two pitchers, right Scott? You have Kentmeida at 24 and Carlos Carrasco at 25. That is correct. And you Darvish is currently being bid on. He is up to $28. 29. I mean, Chris, you're not allowed to have you Darvish because he's a good pitcher.
2: I have had several good pitchers <laughs> on my teams. Hey, sir. listen,
3: if can I just say if there's one thing I want to accomplish now, I have to do that to Chris at least one more time. Bit him, outbid him at the last. <laughs> point. That was incredible. I, I, you know, I kind of whiffed on the button, Chris. So it took like an extra second for me to get. Oh, that
2: okay.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> Darvish goes off the board for thirty three dollars. Trevor Bauer went for thirty five. So I think those two pitchers are in a tier, a similar tier. So getting Darvish for a few bucks cheaper than you Darvish uh, is, uh, I think, a pretty, a pretty good buy there at thirty three. Aaron Hicks. This is this is
1: ridiculous. See this, there's no way there's no way Hicks would go for $4 like he is right now if if yeah. he got nominated during the end game. Exactly. You know, right. That's just that's just one of those you throw anybody out who's you know worth starting and they're they're going to get bid up for some strange reason.
0: This is another so, one.
1: And, and I like Hicks. I say that as somebody who likes Hicks. I just I I just know there are going to be comparable players for cheaper later uh, during the end game.
0: And Jared Kelnick prospect for the Seattle Mariners gets thrown out for $1 and very similar to Aaron Hicks is already up to $4, $5. I do know that Tim McLeod is a a prospect guy, so he's probably looking to land him there. Up to $6 for Kelnick. so a very similar situation. And this is, I think, a good lesson for people who are, if you're trying to sneak players by, someone, some players that are have a little bit of hype to them in spring training. Even Aaron Hicks. He's been getting hyped up a little bit on podcasts. We've talked to him a little bit about him here and there. If you throw him out in the middle of his salary cap draft when there's still money on the table, he's going to go for more than he should. Jared Kelnick winds up going for $7. If that happens later on, he's a $1, maybe a $2 player. So that's what's happening right now as we are still in the early part of this salary cap draft. And Bryce Harper, my man, is <laughs> currently thrown out and he is... Uh, up to twenty nine bucks. He goes
1: for thirty five. That's my prediction.
0: Thirty five. Will it be to me? Yep. I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Should I bet on him? Get in there. Eh. Lindor <laughs> went for thirty four. I do like Bryce Harper. He's not part of the plan that I have written down here. He's already up to thirty five. Will he exceed Scott's prediction? Going once. Going twice. Look at this guy. Oh, oh I was about Greg to say. Lathrop. The uh, the crystal Pumped ball, thirty six. Scott White, by,
1: almost. By the way, with, with Harper now at thirty seven, like I have him for thirty one. So even, even still, these high end guys are going for uh, this. In this case, six dollars more, five to ten dollars more. Um,
0: and what I have them for? Cody and Bellinger. When it when it happened, I said it. I thought he was going to be a great discount at thirty dollars. And I like Harper more than Bellinger. Do I like Harper $7 more than Bellinger? No, but you can't you can't predict that at the time. And that's why it's so much is timing based in a draft like this. So Bellinger gets thrown out early. People who really don't know about the health, you get him at a bit of a discount there. And Chris throws out Byron Buxton for five bucks. Hmm.
1: Now, what was the thinking there, Chris? Because I know you really, really want Byron I Buxton.
2: I was hoping I could just get him at five. No, that, I know nobody likes him like I do. Th- that was even, never going to happen seeing what
1: happened with Hicks and
2: Kelnick. Right, but, you know, there's only one other guy bidding so far.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Is and he worth 5 bucks? No, he's
0: definitely not worth 9. <laughs> I have him for 15. I'm just kidding, Chris. <laughs> so, according to Chris, But yeah.
2: I think Buxton is one of the most undervalued players right now.
0: I have met, I actually I have, him for. I have him exactly for $9. So, That is that is a (laughs) a fair price. Scott is lower on Buxton. Obviously, Chris is the highest, and and I'm somewhere in between. So, Max Scherzer, an interesting one because he has looked lights out in the spring, and I think that that is going to cause his ADP to rise a little bit. And I I am predicting that he will go for close to thirty five dollars here. I think he will, I think he will go for a similar amount as Trevor Bauer. We'll see where that stops at. He's currently up to thirty one. Chris has Max Scherzer as his SP four overall. That's really where the rankings begin at starting pitcher this year. There's a there's a very yes. clear top three, and then you ask Chris. He says Max Scherzer is his SP four. Scott has Bauer, and I have Aaron Nola as my SP four. So I was close. Uh, Max Scherzer goes for thirty three dollars. How do you feel about that price, Chris?
2: It's more than I have him for, but I'm thrilled with it given the the prices and given how much I like Max Scherzer. Um, you know, he made it through last season without any back or neck issues, which is the thing we're concerned about. Obviously, he's thirty six. So we're also concerned about that, but the velocity was fine. The swing strike rates were fine. Most of the underlying numbers, except really for the walk rate was fine. Um, And given the small sample size and given the fact that Scherzer's never had issues with walks, you know, since he broke out, uh, I I don't really have any concerns about that. I think he's, uh, you know, like you said, he's my number four SP. I think he's going to be awesome. I, I think, you know, Scherzer is a pillar of my, uh, starting pitcher strategy this year.
0: The thing that scares me most about Scherzer, obviously the age, he's 36, has dealt with some injuries. It doesn't scare Chris as much, but you know, obviously the older you are, he has had some recurring things. I think it makes it more likely for those things to come back and rear their ugly head for Max Scherzer. And the past couple of years, he has allowed harder contact. The BABIP has been up. The batting average against, he's allowing more hits. Again, that is Max Scherzer. So um, I think that there's a chance that he can completely bottom out this year. And I also realize sure. it can make me look completely foolish and finish as the top five starting pitchers. So.
2: He could absolutely bottom out. He's 36 years old. Yep. He's much, much closer to his last major league pitch than his first. Jake, but, can we talk about this guy here? Because I have really no idea
3: what to make of him. <laughs> can I bid $2 on him? Because, oh, damn it, I just bid yeah. 3 I did not mean to do that. Jake
2: Cronenworth. I mean, was a $5 player.
3: You know what I like about Jake Cronenworth? He is eligible at first, second, and short. So yep. is he good? I just got him for $3. So
0: I think he's a good player to have. Okay. I have Jake yeah. Cronenworth as a $1 player.
1: I mean, he was, he way underperformed his expected stats last year. Um, and yet I don't totally buy that there's hidden power in there. But he could hit for average. He could steal some bases. Like he could just be kind of a handy, multi eligible, kind of not hurt you in anything kind of player uh, you know probably gonna pick up outfield eligibility too I would guess oh,
2: nice and he's been uh, so far at least it's been uh, mostly um, jerks and profile filling in for Trent Grisham with uh, Cronenworth mostly playing the infield so um, but I think it's possible he does get outfield eligibility one thing that's been really interesting that I noticed at least over the last two weeks, Has Young Kim has not played a position except for shortstop. Obviously, that is a uh, position on the Padres that doesn't allow for much playing time. So, you know, he was someone who we thought like Lindor, like or like Profar, and like Cronenworth could be a, a super utility guy, and they've talked about him that way, but they haven't been using him that way. Speaking well, I don't of two on him, by the way, and. I unfortunately
3: bid at the same time as someone and got a free. So I just want to say that.
0: Speaking of Trent Grisham, he is dealing with that hamstring injury, so I threw him out right now to see what his price would go for, and he is already up to ten dollars, and now he's
2: up to eleven. Let's see what I have him priced out as, because I could be. In- I would guess you have him as close to a twenty-dollar player, right? I uh, I'm sure I do.
0: Have him at twenty-one bucks. Yeah, much- I have him at twelve. How much are you worried about the uh, this this injury here for Trent Grisham? Should he go for less than this? Oh, he's up to fifteen dollars. Scott in an intense bidding war. Sixteen dollars for Trent Grisham.
2: I am not. I mean, going Frank, to I'm just going to go ahead and say it. you're a coward. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: no, I'll take you like him. He's not part of the plan,
2: dude. I have a plan, but you won't here. bid Look, on him,
0: dude. He's you're a coward. It's uh, part of the plan. That's definition of a coward, Chris. He's I, part I, of the I, plan, dude.
1: It sounds like he's going to be ready for opening day, even with that hamstring injury. Uh, you know, presumably it'll be a short absence if he isn't. And like the way steals are being pushed up in this, uh, I'll take Grisham for sixteen. That's two dollars less than I had marked him down for. I did grimace earlier uh, at uh, at TJ. Le, uh, sorry, DJ LeMayhew went for twenty seven dollars a few picks ago, which was the same amount I bought. Um, I bought Anthony Rendon for. It was hard not to go up twenty eight for Lemayhu, knowing I spent the the twenty seven on Rendon because you know I'd rather have Lemayhu than Rendon, and I have that extra money to spend since I didn't get that forty dollar play. That's that's one that's gonna gnaw at me until until I fill that money some other way because that may have been the best way to fill it. Who knows?
0: Not excited about that one. It just went down. Aranola goes for thirty three dollars who I do have as my SP4, as I mentioned. And I was looking to get in. I was in on the bidding there. 33. It's a little bit more than I would like to spend on him. I, yeah. I'm probably going to just wind up with no players because I only have Mike Trout on my team. So <laughs> it's good to I understand. wanted
1: Bauer or Darvish or Nola or Scherzer or Giolito, who's still out there. I w- I'd hope to get one for about 30. And, you know, I'd, I'd actually hope to get two for about 30. Clearly, that's not going to happen. And so I still, like, Maeda is looking like my ace right now. Not super comfortable with that. Um,
3: I think Maeda felt, felt to me like one of the m- most overrated. When I just looked at ADP, the most o- overrated player. It, it, he was never as good as he was last year, which was two months against some of the easiest competition in the world. I couldn't believe his ADP.
0: He also he made some tangible changes last year. Adam changed his pitch mix, um, stopped throwing. He threw his fastball twelve percent less than ever before. He used a slider and his changeup more. It was a really good off-speed pitches for him. So I, I get what you're saying. You know, people have made the same argument against Zach Plesac and Shane Bieber that they, you know, obviously faced the American League Central and there were lots of good matchups there. They also faced the National League Central. So I think I think those are reasonable arguments against. But I kind of just think Kenta yeah. Maeda is awesome. We also there's nothing. I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead.
2: We also don't know like, whether he'll be a 160 inning pitcher or 180 inning pitcher. Uh, and we've never seen him. You know, I don't think he's thrown more than 135 innings in a major league season. So, you know, th- that's, I-, I have questions just, you know, I don't think he'll be as good as last season, but that's, I, I think that sort of goes without saying. And I don't think there's anybody who really disagrees. Um, but I also have questions about, you know, what, Kenta Maeda looks like 140 innings into a season just because we haven't seen it. He could be awesome. But, Stars
0: and um, scrubs. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well,
3: I got Hater and Karinchak now. So, uh, kind of, you know, looking for the elite pitchers here for, yeah. for
1: about the same amount, too, right? Hader, yeah. you took for 17 just now.
0: Karinchak or Karinchak? Karinchak. Karinchak for 13. So you spent a combined $30 on setup relievers, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no. Josh Hader is going to be the closer as long as he is uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers. Of course, Devin Williams is there and he is awesome. Um yeah, Josh Hader ultimately goes for $17. And another one, Nick Senzel, where if you I think later on in the in the salary cap draft, he's he's going to go for he's going to go for pretty cheap and now he goes for $8. So
2: I like Senzel. That makes me feel so much better about Byron Buxton for nine. Yeah, I agree with you there.
0: Although maybe I should say something mean to you since you called me a coward.
2: I mean, you know, <laughs> you gotta go for the guys for for your guys. Um, you know time. who's gonna love his team? By the way,
3: at the end of this, Frank. Frank has so much money left, <laughs> and he's gonna get everyone he likes. He's gonna get a sleeper every breakout he likes. He's gonna I don't he's think gonna
0: so. get like a top ten player at almost every position. You're going to be in great shape. I don't think so, Adam. I think I actually played this very poorly. Nope. And this, is, this is the downside of coming into this with a plan, right? So a lot of the players that I have written down that I want have not gone yet. But that means if people know that they're the best players available and usually those players get pushed up a little bit in price. When they're the last player in a tier, they're going to go for a little bit more than they probably should. So I don't know that I necessarily... <laughs> what, what just happened?
1: Scott just like, that was a great facial expression. That was terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Glass now went for 20, which is only $1 than I'd mark him down for. Um, (laughs) And like, the thing is, I just don't want Tyler Glass now, but I want more good starting pitchers and like...
2: um, How many left, Scott?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm really anxious about not going 21 on Glass now, even though I don't really want him. Because I don't, I worry about the durability and all
0: that. <laughs> Chris, Thanks. you almost got Shit. caught there, dude. <laughs> I know you don't like Arenado. Someone jump bid him and then you wound
2: up with Yeah, because uh, he was going I was gonna bid at seven. I have him as a fifteen dollar player. <laughs> Even as my utility, I'd be thrilled. I was about with to that. uh and then someone jump bid to fifteen and I, <laughs> I got stuck with the sixteen dollar bid. That's why you gotta pay attention. I want it.
0: You've gotta pay attention during like sometimes oh. people just jump bid and then you could get you could get stuck with a oh. player that you don't want and then oh. no, like, mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado goes for $19. Who's making all those groaning sounds? I can't tell. That's me. It's me. I it's, don't... Is that a good price? Is that... Well, again,
1: Anthony Rendon for 27 and I felt good about that. Nolan That's Arenado for 19 Now we're seeing some values here. This, exactly.
3: Hopefully there are still some players that you love. And what I would do is I would nominate some of the best players available right now and get... Not everybody's going to be a bargain, but get, uh, you know, Lucas Giolito or whatever off the board. That Someone you don't want, the best player left, because people are starting to get a little thrifty here. Also, Frank, you might, I don't know, you might want to explain the jump bid thing to people who haven't done sure. this or don't know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, so basically, when there's a, a player that is going for much cheaper than he should. For example, Nolan Arenado, we were just talking about people were slowly bidding on him five, six dollars and then someone entered in and you can do this on CBS in their draft room, you can enter in your bid. So they went from a six dollar bid to a 15 dollar bid. So that's called a jump bid when you jump you know, multiple dollars at once and Chris was just bidding because he thought it was going to be a six dollar bid but that's why he, he accidentally bid 16 because someone jumped bid there on Nolan Arenado. So just pay attention. Um, when someone is doing something like that, Steven Strasburg for twenty-two bucks. Adam, you know he's out for the year, right? <laughs> Not no, yet. I'm <laughs> but- <laughs> uh, by the way,
3: yeah, and just to on the jump bid thing, the, there's a button that is offer one dollar more than the current bid. So that is the default. You hit the button, you it's one dollar more. So just I don't know if you said that, but. Yeah, people who have not done this it's a little bit intimidating it's it's weird but it's pretty easy to pick up on i it doesn't take long i remember my first one was this league and i had no idea what i was doing I ended up with i think albert pujols and and alex rodriguez and i was like yeah and my team was terrible
2: so, <laughs> so um come on so far i'm keeping track of all the players and comparing them to my values um there has only been one pitcher, actually two pitchers, who have not who have gone for less than one dollar more than the value I have them for. So basically, like I have him for twenty five, He went for twenty six.
3: Okay, I can uh, I guess sure. Kershaw,
2: yep, and Glass now. No, oh. no, it's uh, Kenley Jansen actually. Oh, that, that's not fair. Who I don't have a <laughs> ton of interest in
0: myself. So I wound up spending $35 on Lito. And this is what I was talking about, Adam, where th- he's the last player in a tier. Yes, I still have money left, but I knew he was going to go for more money than he should have. And-, and that's why I wind up overpaying there. And I would say that I-, I have overpaid for both of the players I have at this point. I got Trout for $50, and I have Lucas Lito at 35 uh, I stopped bidding on Aranola at 33 So I don't feel great about that. Kershaw, in hindsight, looks like he was a, a really good value for the, what was it, $26 yeah. he went for? Yeah. $26. Yeah, yeah. I like that.
3: Frank, let, let me give you some key advice here, okay? Go ahead. Never host and draft a league <laughs> that you're playing out. It's, it's a really bad idea. It's a mess. Especially a salary cap league. That is brutal, man. So you're luckily this is not, a, we're not paying it. Or this is not a pay league, but don't, yeah, don't host and draft. Very, very difficult.
0: Yep. It's fair advice. Definitely fair advice. Marcel Zuna goes for $25. Um, So let's compare him to another player that goes in that third, fourth round range. Well, Lance Lynn was 25. Lance Lynn was 25. Who's usually a, usually a fourth round player. So yeah, that, that probably makes sense for Ozuna
2: to go for around that price. Yeah, he was, he's the first, Ozuna is the first player that I've gotten who was more than my uh, auction or salary value. But um, you know, it was only $2 more. So I, I think that's okay. Actually, Scherzer was also more, but he's a pitcher. So it doesn't, that's what happens.
0: There we go. So, we're on the board again. I get Tommy fan for 10 bucks.
1: So you got Giolito for 35 just a couple of picks ago, Frank. Yep. That was another one that I had hoped to get for around 30. Since they all, all the others were gone, I was in at 34. But 36 was just, I wasn't willing to go there. Chris got Marcelo Zuna for 25 right after that, which is about, about about chalk, I would
2: say, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have him for $23. i am sure you guys have him for right around the same range.
0: Yeah. 40-year-old Nelson Cruz, who just continues to get it done, is currently going for $12, which, as usual, seems like a very fair value for Nelson Cruz. Uh, yeah, I've been on Tommy Pham at $10. I've mentioned I do like him quite a bit when he's healthy, if he's healthy, of course. Hopefully, he can stay on the field. He's... Dealt with so many different ailments the past couple of years. Uh, but I have him priced at $11 in my auction values. And I wind up getting him for 10 And I do like him quite a bit more than Buxton, who, who Chris paid $9 for. So I like that as well. Who do we want to throw out here? Who do you guys want? Um, hmm. Who do you want, Chris, Adam? Chris oh, 13. oh, I just saw I... someone that Adam wants. Here we go. Oh, no, don't do it. Here's the big boy. <laughs> Aaron
3: Judge. I think I mean, I'm pretty much out on this range. I've got $70 left, and I have one, two, three, I have seven players. So. Maybe you should just
1: host Adam. It may be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Frank, I, mean, catch up. <laughs> I don't
3: think I have $20 players left on my roster, except for some starting pitchers. So I'm going to have to really go easy on the hitting because I have Story, Yelich, and Betts.
0: Well, that seems like a great buy, too. I don't even like Judge, but he goes for $18. Yeah. I, I just- have. I mark them
1: at twenty-one, so it's not as great as my stomach was telling me, but still pretty good. Eighteen for Aaron Judge. It's yeah. This is this is this is tough. This stretch, a lot of a, a lot of anxiety over here right now. If you can't tell,
2: yeah. How is that stomach feeling, It's Scott- ha- Always how Scott does in salary cap drafts. It's always the first like hour and a half. He's just miserable. He can't hold on to his mouse because his hands are so sweaty. Uh, and then by the end, he's like, oh, no, I like my team.
0: Uh, Eugenio Suarez is currently going for $15, 16 now to Scott. Scott is buying in a little bit more. I think, Chris, you have had some influence there. And he is up well, to... He's about to be a shortstop. So he's about to cool. be a short... He did... He He played shortstop on Tuesday, right? In spring training? Uh, he did. Oh, well, yeah, that, that and, game has not happened yet. It is a night game, and we are oh, recording okay. this earlier than usual. So it once that starts, yet. I will let everyone know.
1: Okay, so Eohannio Suarez, I get him for 18. That that gives me a little bit of a reprieve for Nolan Arenado. not it could have had him at 20, you know? Um, and, I like, it, having read more about the situation, it sounds like they actually want Suarez as... <laughs> their shortstop, at least on a semi-regular basis, you know? Um, so I really think he's going to pick up eligibility there, and that might come in handy later on. I already have a third baseman. I already have a shortstop, too, Seager and Rendon, but, you know, there's another corner infield spot to fill, and if it comes to it, there's another middle infield spot to fill.
0: Dylan Bundy is currently being bid on. He is up to $12, and, and this is exactly that range that we were talking about earlier, that 100 100- ADP range Bundy right now is his ADP on Fantasy Pros is 110, so uh, he goes. Oh, not yet. Scott is still bidding yeah, on this. Him. Is
2: this is not a a discount?
0: This Scott, is he was in Scott's bus column. That's why I nominated him. And now Scott's
3: going
2: to get him. <laughs> <laughs> What's this all about? <laughs> Scott's going to bid on every starting pitcher. <laughs> oh man, fifteen, 15 to Scott, fifteen dollars for Dylan Bundy.
0: How are you feeling, Scott?
1: Um, okay. I don't like that you guys are like. <laughs> laughing at me—that makes me feel a little worse. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, we're laughing with you. Come on, Scott. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out how to allocate those thirty dollars that I now won't be spending on a starting pitcher, and it seems like I should break it into more starting pitchers. Adam, how and, much do you? Sp- yeah, I, I think when Bus 3.0 comes out, I'm going to take Bundy out of it.
0: He's been dropping in ADP, and we spoke about that. I mean, we, we, I didn't like Dylan Bundy as much when he was going inside the top 100 picks. There were drafts where I saw him going at, at pick 90. I don't, like, I don't love that, but now he's dropping down to like 110, 120 in some drafts that I'm seeing. $15 is probably a little bit more than I want to spend on him, but I mean, he's your cutoff, Scott. He's five of the top 35, and currently you have you have three of those pitchers, right?
1: Yes, I have, I have Maeda, Carrasco, and Bundy.
0: And a roll to Chapman goes for $13. Adam got Josh Hader at
3: for 13 and uh Hader for 17.
0: Okay, so Chapman goes for the same price as James track. What are we doing here? Come on, RJ. I mean, RJ White throws out Chris Paddock for fourteen. He's trying to sneak one on by there. What are we come on, man? What are we doing? Oh my gosh.
1: Hey, Paddock's up to twenty now. This is I, I rank Bundy ahead, so
0: well, I, I, I would, might be the only
1: one who does, but I w- nonetheless.
0: I would say you probably got to fix the rankings, Scott, but no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am notoriously higher on Chris Paddock than everyone else. I had him written down here. I probably should just bid there anyway. What I have him written down for? 15 to 18. I could have went up to, to 20. He it was for 21. So if people are buying in on, on Paddock, you know, the Paddock that we saw as a rookie, mid-3 ZRA, almost strikeout per inning, a really good whip, then he, he's probably going to be worth that. But... As of now, that is um, that is more than where he's actually been drafted in in recent drafts. Zach Wheeler thrown out at eight dollars. Adam, how you doing, man? How, how's how's fantasy yeah, football going? Mes-
3: I sent you a text message, Frank. Did you get it?
0: Uh, I don't. I, yeah, I'm not as I'm not as uh, nonchalant as you when hosting. I, I don't really I don't really check check And my I phone. sent you a Slack message too. I've been really trying. Yeah. You can't message Frank while the podcast is going on. I just this is all the attention, man. There's nothing else. I'm all right. I'm, you know, I'm nervous about,
3: I was nervous about this draft. And then I was like, "Ah, that's just fantasy sports. Who cares? You know, let's just have fun. But this is not, this is going to be, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough (laughs) league for me. Like Zach Wheeler went for 18. I don't know really anything about Zach Wheeler. You know, I mean, he's been so
2: up and down, he's been so inconsistent. How can you trust Zach Wheeler? He's kind of viewed, ironically, as like a boring innings eater type now. Um, He's gone, what, 190-plus innings 2018, 2019, and he was among the league leaders last season. Uh, But he was a very different pitcher last season than we've ever seen before from him. He was a ground ball, low strikeout guy last year.
0: Whoa, Jose Abreu. That's an MVP candidate if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I don't like ground ball those strikeouts, guys. Those are not my favorite players. I think the strikeouts are going to bounce back for... Right. For... Um, for Wheeler. For Zach Wheeler. His swinging strike rate was actually higher last year than it has ever been before. Meanwhile, his K per nine was under seven or something, so that just seems a little wonky. So, it seems like he pitched a little bit more to, con- uh, to contact, but... I think, uh, I think he can get back up to like the K to, uh, 8K per 9 kind of range. Jose Abreu goes for $21, and I'm sure I have him for more than that.
3: There was zero chance I was taking Jose Abreu. Yeah,
0: I have, a, <laughs> I have Abreu at $24, but I have a plan for first base. I think I probably got to get away from this plan. I don't know what's going on. I have no Here's players. The, problem.
3: <laughs> the first baseman I want is definitely the first baseman that everybody, <laughs> I mean, all of you want as well. So there's just no way I'm getting
0: him. <laughs> Is that true, Josh um, Bell? No. Whoa, no. whoa, whoa! No name dropping. Come on.
3: No, I'll say. I mean, I. I it's Matt Olson. I know you guys love Matt Olson. How, how do you feel? I'm the about- only one who loves Matt Olson. Yeah, I don't right? want Matt Olson. Oh, really? I like. How I like Matt Olson. A Matt Olson, Nick Madrigal combo. Does that make
2: sense to pair the two? Uh, you might get 37 home nine? runs from them.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but you'd get you get the batting average and the yeah. power combined, you know, or Pete
1: of uh, Pete Alonso. Yeah, they, they kind of cancel out each other's weaknesses, is what
3: you're yeah. saying.
2: Yes, um, exactly. Is that something, I yeah. would prefer if it was Pete Alonso and Nick Madrigal. You'll pay more for that, probably. But yeah, that's I kind of I, I kind of yeah. think Olson and
1: Alonzo Alonso are basically the same. And if 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 they had their if they had their chalk season, to use that word again it would look about the same. Um, I don't think Chris agrees with me on that, but that's that's how I size up those two. Oh, this is killing me.
2: How much, I, was, I mean, we, we've uh, never seen Pete Alonzo play as poorly as we've seen Matt Olson play last season, and we've never seen Matt Olson play as well as Pete Alonzo did in 2019. So I, I just... That's you know. true, but we thought Alonzo overachieved then, and we thought Olson underachieved last year, and... Right, but I also think Olsen overachieved in 2019.
0: Jack Flaherty just went for $31. So, Adam, I think you already have to develop a new acronym because you didn't get any of the players that you need. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Well, I I got Hater, and there's still Charlie Morton, and maybe I'll throw James Paxton back in. I don't know, but no, 31 for Flaherty. I was hoping he'd be like 25. I was foolish, but... I really wanted him. He had one terrible start that inflated his ERA. Other than that one bad start, he had like a 314 ERA. He's going to have a lot of strikeouts. I I still think he could be an ace, a real ace.
0: I like Flaherty too. I I didn't like him as much heading into last year because I, I thought that second half that he had in 2019 was just so unsustainable. But the underlying numbers last year were actually better than they were in his breakout 2019 season. So... I know it was, what, seven or eight starts that he made, so it wasn't much, and it was just a weird season overall for all the Cardinals. They had so many COVID concerns. So you kind of give Jack Flaherty the benefit of the doubt. He's ranked inside my top 10 starting pitchers.